You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. They say a story of a baby mosquito who was flying around and flew back home and the mother mosquito greeted the baby mosquito and said, oh my gosh, you made it back home. I'm so happy for you. You did it. You did it. I am so proud of you. How did you do it? How did you learn how to fly? How did you get the courage to go on your journey there and back? How did you survive? You know what the baby said? The baby mosquito said, because when I was flying, all the people around me were clapping. Everyone was moving their hands. I I thought everyone was cheering me on. And and that gave me the courage, the strength, the wherewithal, the fortitude to continue flying. And I made it back sound and safe. And, you know, guys, we we know what was really going on. The people were moving their hands and clapping because they were trying to kill the mosquito. They were trying to end its poor life, right? But the baby mosquito in his naive mind, thought they were clapping for him. But th- this idea, is, it's a cute story, but it, it sheds light on the notion of of positive thinking in, in that, you know, the human being, think about it, we have on average, and this is based on real scientific studies, we have about 48.6 thoughts per minute, which averages about 70,000 thoughts during the course of our day. Um, probably closer to 80% of those are negative. There's so many thoughts that we have throughout the entire day, but more often than not, we're thinking of the negative as opposed to the positive. You see, the baby mosquito, even though it was naive, and really people were clapping because they were trying to kill it, not to cheer it on, not to say, hey, learn how to fly so that way you could you know, bite more people later on in your life. But the baby mosquito was able to think positive. It came up with a creative approach. It, it thought positive and like, hey, these people are clapping. They, they must be doing something positive. It's an insight and a lesson for us to, to learn and try to be creative and think positive out of out of situations and from situations. You know, there's the, the this may be more of a famous, more well-known anecdote. You know, there's a professor who entered the classroom and announced that there will be a surprise test. And hearing this, all the students got anxious and started thinking about what would come up on the test. And the professor, he distributed the question paper with the front side facing down. After handing over the papers to all the students, he asked them to turn the page and start the test. To everyone's surprise, though, There were no questions on the test paper. There was just a black dot in the center of the page. Everyone was startled and looked at the professor in awe. And the professor told the students, I want you to write a few lines about what you see on the paper. All the students were stupefied, but since they had no choice, they started writing the answer. Once everyone was through with the test, the professor collected all the papers and started reading out loud each answer in front of the whole class. Without exception, All of the students wrote about the black dot. Oh, look, there's a black dot in the center. The black dot's this size, etc., etc. And after reading all of the answers, the professor told the students the following. He said, none of you will be graded on this test. I just wanted you to ponder over something. All of you wrote about the black dot. No one wrote about the white part of the page. 
The same thing happens in our lives as well. We all have a white paper to observe and learn from, yet we always focus on the dark spots. We have so many reasons to celebrate our parents, coworkers, friends, good health, a satisfactory job, a child's smile, the miracles we witness every day, and so on. However, sometimes we limit ourselves and we focus on that black dot. I want to bring to your attention another idea. You ever driving and you notice sometimes there's there's road signs. But most of the time if you if you if you notice the road signs are written in a negative fashion. For example, I'll say you'll see a sign that says don't text and drive, right? That's in the negative. No texting. Stop fasten your seatbelts. Don't disappoint your driver's ed teacher. Slow down, right? All of these signs that you may have seen Except for the driver's ed teacher one, I don't know if you've actually ever seen that one. Although I, I don't know, I feel like I've seen that. Uh, I feel like I've seen that somewhere. I just don't remember where. But all these signs have a negative aspect. It's written "Don't stop," "Slow," or right, all these, all these, these terms. And and a couple of years ago, I was driving in Miami, Florida, and for the first time in my life, as far as I can remember, I actually noticed a road sign with flashing lights, and it read "Be happy and smile." And I was taken aback. Because it was a road sign reminding drivers to be careful, but instead of being written in the negative, it was written in the positive. And, and of course, it's important to be reminded of the negative. Don't text and drive. Don't do this. Slow down. You have to have that. It, it's, it's vital. It's important. It's crucial for the safety of driving. However, especially in the generation that we live in, it is extremely important to communicate in a language of positivity and encouragement. And in fact, studies have shown the imperativeness of driving while being happy, which would support the basis for having these positive signs. We should have more of these positive signs. It shouldn't be once in a blue moon when driving on a random road in Miami. We should see more positive written road signs of be happy and smile or other things of the like. There's a fascinating study, in fact, from Virginia Tech's Transportation Institute where we are shown that a driver's odds of getting into a collision are 10 times higher when he's angry or sad. And based on this, the road sign that I saw, be happy and smile, is not just a cute roadway sign to make you feel good and dandy inside, but it's a sign that's perhaps, you can argue, even more important and life-saving than the negative signs of don't text and drive and don't do this and that or click your ticket to be happy and be happy and smile while you're driving is crucial for the safety of the drivers a few parshios ago in parshas mikates yosef named his two children menashe and ephraim the torah tells us that he named the older one menashe for hashem has made me forget all of my hardships and all of my father's household so the name menashe is actually a reference to yosef's difficult childhood to yosef's difficult Past. And then he named the younger one Ephraim. For Hashem has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The focus is Ephraim. Hashem has made me fruitful like Peros. Ephraim is from that Lush. And Ephraim, Hashem has made me fruitful, a reference to Yosef's productive and bright present and future. And ironically, this week's parsha, Parshas Vayechi, Yaakov Avinu blesses these two children, his grandchildren. And you would think that he would bless the older one, Menashe, before Ephraim, because out of honor for the respect of the older one out of the firstborn. 
But that's not what happens. In an amazing act of mystery, Yaakov switches his hand and he blesses Menashe after Ephraim. He blesses Ephraim before Menashe. He blesses the younger one before the older one. And the question is, why? Why does he switch the order? Why does he bless Ephraim before Menashe? This is the blessing we give to our children on Friday night. We bless you that you should be like Ephraim and Menashe. It should be like Menashe and Ephraim. That was the order. Menashe was older. But just like Yaakov Avinu switched it, that's the same order that we say we put Ephraim before Menashe. And the question again is why? I had the privilege, the great zechus of hearing a Parsha class from Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg, the Rav, the senior rabbi of the Bogoraton Synagogue a few years ago. And he said over a vart, a pshat from the Kedushas Levi, Levi Yitzchak of Barditchev, who lived from 1740 till 1810, a couple hundred years ago. And he said a phenomenal insight on this. He said an answer on this, which is so fundamental, so yesodistic, and so practical and relatable. Here it is. The name Menashe is symbolic of Sor Meira, right? The name Menashe, Kinishane Elokimo, is a reference to Yosef's difficult life of the past. It was a name that was symbolic of Yosef's suffering. Menashe is, so to speak, quote-unquote, a negative name. The name Ephraim, however, is symbolic of Asetov, positivity. His name depicts the productivity and the brightness of the present and the future, the fruitfulness of what he had going on there in Egypt. Ephraim is, so to speak, quote-unquote, a positive name. When Yosef named his two children, he started with the negative. He started with Menashe, referencing his difficult past, and then ended off with the positive, with Ephraim, with his positive present and future. But when Yaakov Avinu blessed the Jewish people, when Yaakov Avinu blessed Ephraim and Menashe and realized that this would be a blessing that the Jewish people would use for eternity, you know what he did? Um, he said, oh my gosh, I can't do Menashe before Ephraim. I can't do the Sormei Ra before the Asetov. I can't do the negativity before the positivity. I need there to be a focus on positivity. He blessed Ephraim before Menashe because he realized that the Jewish people have to realize that Yiddishkeit is first and foremost in the realm of Ephraim. There's beauty, there's passion, there's effervescence. I don't know if that's the right word. I hope it's the right word because I just really want to use that word in a sentence with a straight face. There's beauty and, and, and amazing and excitement in Yiddishkeit. That's represented by Ephraim. And that has to come before the Menashe. Yes, there are difficulties of being a Jew. Yes, there are challenges of being a Jew. It doesn't come easy. At, you know, there's, there's mitzvahs, there's restrictions, there's oppression. There's, there's, there's difficulties of being a Jew. There's the Menashe aspect of being a Jew. But first and foremost, what has to be the focus? Ephraim. If you want to survive in Gullus, there must be a focus and emphasis on the good, on the positive, and on the beautiful parts of being a Jew. So when driving down the road of Judaism, always make sure to see the road signs 
be happy and smile. Because these are the road signs that are going to make us the most safe. These are the road signs that when we focus on the positivity of Yiddishkeit, as opposed to the quote-unquote negativity, on the hardness of oh, it's so difficult being a Jew, that's going to separate the men from the boys. That's what's going to give us our gishmak. That's, what, that's what's going to give us that energy, that ish, that fire within that bren, that chamimos, that fire, that passion to live a life of, of holiness and happiness. It's when we focus on the positivity that there's there's beauty here in Yiddishkeit. There's something holy about being a, a, a Jew and following Hashem and listening to the Torah. And when we do that, we're going to live in a higher realm. And yes, we're not going to throw the negativity and the hardship under the rug because that would be not that would not be validating and that would not be honest. We have to acknowledge it. But we have to put Ephraim before Menashe. We have to put the beauty of Yiddishkeit before anything else. So let's go on the road of life. Let's keep driving. And always to remember to focus on that road sign that says, be happy and smile and focus on the beauty of being a Yid. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another Torah Sparks podcast. If you like it, please rate, please review, please share it with your family, your friends, your neighbors. And Amir Tashem. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.